1: This week on Dueling Review, we review Seafoam, Friend for Madison, number one, from Janine Joni, and Action Labs Entertainment. Seafoam follows the adventures of Madison, a spunky nine-year-old girl who is granted passage to a beach full of mystical and nautical-themed creatures after helping a beached narwhale. There, she befriends a standoffish boy she calls Blue, who has a few secrets of his own. In their premiere adventure, the kids face off against the Hypnotopus, a Vulgarious with the ability to control minds. A vulgarious. Are you a fan of uh, all-ages comics, uh, kids' comics, stuff that's aimed at, I would say, third graders and below, second graders and below?
0: Well, I'm a fan of any comics. I mean, comics are awesome. Um, and, you know, I, I still do occasionally enjoy digging up an old Dell comic from, like, 1943 or something. So I would say yeah I am a fan of all ages or kids comics.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. I think what, that what what do you think make a good ingredient what are the good ingredients do you think for a kids comic?
0: Well, you want to have something that is accessible to a kid. Even if it's something where you know Woody Woodpecker is working as a barber, kids can accept that. They can wrap their mind about it. You know, you can have a simple premise and something that has, you know, a little bit of action, a little bit of complication. Clearly you don't want a red wedding, but you know, you can have a situation where, Oh my gosh, now there's some conflict and that conflict has to be resolved with, you know, sometimes you do want to try and teach a lesson. Other times it's just like, Hey, here's a funny joke. Oh, darn it. not head and splinter set the house on fire, whatever it is that you're going to do. So I think that the ingredients can change and still be a cake. Yeah. But your basics are, you know, you've got to have a few things. you got to have, you know, the flour, which is the story, and you got to have the sugar, which is something approachable and fun. And I think that you got to have an art style that's attractive, so like some frosting. hmm
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I would agree with you for the most part in a lot of that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, having some good humor that is age-appropriate, uh, I think having a good, interesting, consistent art style is is really good uh sometimes depending on the age and the target market that you're shooting at i think a moral or a lesson might be appropriate in this i mean even in older comics even in a lot of superman comics yeah we get a lot of morals and lessons about are we behaving correctly as a society or as an individual and you know are you know are we meeting up to these to these levels and i think for seafoam this book that we read today, Seafoam, Friend for Madison, number one, I think it hits maybe two of those three. Mm-hmm. And then I think it kind of falls on its face.
0: It definitely is kind of a. Uh, I don't know if I want to call it maybe a, a staccato affair where it's. done, da-dun, 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 so, da-dun, 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 so here's and the. You're kind of expecting something different.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing this little girl, Madison, winds up on this island where she meets this little devil boy called Blue.
0: Is he a devil boy? Or, or a vampire a boy? boy?
1: I don't know what he is. He doesn't He doesn't have, like, gills or anything like that.
0: First thing I thought was, like, Namor. He's,
1: he's got pointy ears, but he doesn't want he to does. go in the water. And right. then when Madison goes in the water, uh, an octopus is there and tries to to uh, grab her and drag her under, and, and Blue jumps in and saves her. And then mm-hmm. she gets out, and she's like, ooh, that was scary. And then the next thing you know, Blue is walking around with this giant octopus on his head that's controlling her, her, him, and the giant octopus is doing all sorts of things, and And Madison is like, oh, we got to save Blue. She's talking to this little crab creature. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, little antics and stunts about capturing the the octopus, the hectopus, hypnoticus, whatever it is. <laughs> and then finally, the thing just shrinks down because it's been out of the water, and it's really tiny, and it pops off his head. Right, And then she's like, okay, well, let's go put it back in the water. And the boy's like, oh, no, we need to kill it. And she's like, oh, no, just because it gave you trouble doesn't mean you should turn around and also harm or injure it. And she's like, okay, bye now. And then the final panel of the story really leaves it up to at least my interpretation that, no, he went after revenge instead of doing the 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 thing that she suggested.
0: Well, there's definitely fear on the tiny hypnoctopus's face, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's left open to where if you want to say he took her advice and grabbed it and threw it in the ocean, I think you could still make that argument.
1: Uh, It's very hard, especially for a children's book, because they're going to see. And again, especially for children who might come from a uh, abusive background, right? they know being really tiny and small and being scared and having something with its both of its hands up coming at you, even in a shadow, is a scary thing. And that doesn't seem like, oh, I'm going to grab it and give it a hug and be nice to it and say, I forgive you and right. send it on its way. No, this is like trouble is a coming.
0: We see the look on his face, but right before, I mean, in the panel directly before that final panel, we see the look on Blue's face. and. I feel like you could make a case that it's not an angry face; it's a thinking face, and he's trying to decide what to do. And that last panel is the octopus in fear of what's going to happen, but that they, they are not going to show us. They never show us what actually happens, which I think is
1: a is a problem. And again, again for young readers, I would I kind of agree. A, I, a I think
0: just in terms of satisfaction of the story for yes, any yes, and reader,
1: that too, because this to me, and again, here's the other thing about. To me, a kid's comic. Mm-hmm. Kid's comic has to be done in one.
0: Mm. In in
1: today's age, in today's marketplace, a kid's comic has to be a done in one. Yeah. I only say that because if you're expecting a child to wait a month for the next section, man, the kid's gonna forget about the book. Number two, at comics costing $3.99. Yeah. Parents aren't going to be buying a story that doesn't have a an, an ending. They can go buy a a hardback and, or a cardboard book mm-hmm. for about six bucks right. and get a lot more enjoyment and a lot more completion of the story. So my interpretation of this this book that was sent to us from Action Lab Entertainment was that this was a complete story, and then right. if and when or when there is an issue number two, it will be Madison doing another adventure, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're going to see Blue suddenly, you know, the the first page of the second issue is Blue going, oh, there, there, little hectopus, let's put you back in the water and mm-hmm. send you on your way and all is forgiven and don't be grabbing no little girls anymore. I don't think that's what's going to happen. And right. so from that standpoint, this is really hard for me to say, hey, parents, here's a good kids' comics for you right. that does have... A really interesting art style that's very friendly to kids. I like it. It's kind of what you would have seen on a Cartoon Network or something or a Nickelodeon yeah. or a Disney Junior. It's,
0: it's somewhere between a Jendi Tartakovsky and uh, you know, that Plastic Man series by Kyle Baker yeah, in yeah, yeah.
1: So it's, it's right around that kind of art style, which is really nice. It doesn't have a lot of words, so it's really easy for kids to read. There's this start of a moral or a lesson, mm-hmm. and then it just is like... Pfft, And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And so I don't know. For a kid's comic to an adult, I don't think I could recommend this. You might want to check it out yourself before you pick it up. But I don't think that this is a great example. I don't think this is a great example of a kid's comic.
0: I think that it's an example of a comic that has good intentions. Yes. But I agree with you. I think that the, the execution... It kind of feels, and I don't think that this is the case, but it kind of feels like that point where we just ran out of pages. You know, mm-hmm, we, we get mm-hmm. to the end of that story, and I feel like the choice to leave that ending open in a book aimed at, what do you say, three to seven-year-olds, three to ten-year-olds? Ten year olds? I, would, I mean, uh,
1: 10 is a little bit too old. I would say my ten. my youngest is just turned eight. Right. And I think this is right about the age that he would phase out of this type of a story.
0: OK, so we figure, you know, three to eight, four to eight, depending on when you mm-hmm. start reading. Mm-hmm. I think that this definitely is a book that appeals to that young. Yes, I so Great school market. Yes. And I, I do agree with you. I think that uh, while, you know, it's got some fun moments and it's got some approachable bits and it's got some cute things and, you know, it's got a girl who travels by Narwhal. Yeah. Big smiley Narwhal. And then she's like, hey, how are you? It's
1: really cute. I mean, it's really got a lot of cute stuff going for it but right. i was just waiting for something that's a little bit more final now maybe and maybe this should be included in the back cover issue now parents here's how you have a conversation with your child about what they just read that may have been something that could have saved this issue right did the, that you know you could talk and this could be a a great way to introduce kids to this idea of letting their interpretation dictate how they feel about about the book and really having a good conversation about you know why you should forgive or why you should forgive and forget or or why you should take revenge, or should you take revenge? I mean, there's all sorts of things. A little quick lesson plan for parents could be included in an inside back cover of this that would make it so much more valuable. And in that case, I would totally get behind the ending as it ended,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but, and I and I know this isn't all parents, not all parents, right? Sure. But I do know that you're on the road and you're driving and you want your kid to be quiet and you want to give them something to do, so it's like, here, read this comic book that we just picked up, and the kid's back there just doing his own thing or her right. thing for however long it takes to read this comic book, and then they move on, and the parent forgets about the comic book completely, so there's not really a chance to have that kind of discussion unless the parent's read it or the kid has read it or probably even better, like the way we do it in our household, the parent and the child reads the book together. Right. So I don't know. I There's just... I really went into this going, oh yes, I'm very excited about reading a kids comic and an all ages comic. Comics like Owly uh, right. have been always fun in the past. And then I got to the end of this and I was like, oh, this is not what I was hoping it would be. And again, that's my, um, I don't want to say prejudice, but that is my it's
0: uh, your bias. It's uh, yeah, it's my that bias
1: that's with. going in onto this book of what I expect from a kids comic. And that's why I asked you at the beginning, yeah, what are your expectations for a kids comic?
0: My expectations I think for a kids comic, you know, are are kind of looser because I don't necessarily go in with big expectations of, you know, themes and tone and maybe that's, you know, why I'm not a successful writer, but <laughs> I think more importantly, this is a book that I feel like didn't fully think through what the message being delivered was mm-hmm. and while sometimes it's fun to have, hey, you know, here's a story and here's a good kid and here's a mean kid and they're going to be – they're best friends. Sometimes your friends will be mean and that's a thing. And sometimes your friends will have fangs and pointed ears and we don't know what that's about. Sometimes you'll have an octopus chasing you around and you'll have to deal with this octopus. But Yeah,
1: and if he's a vampire, why is he on a in a bright, sunlit, tropical island?
0: <laughs> I don't think he's a vampire. I think he's a merboy. But nonetheless, I feel like – this is something that may have kind of coalesced around some cute drawings and some stuff yeah. without considering what the, the you know, what the theme or the mm-hmm, quote unquote mm-hmm. lesson might be. Yeah. And as such, especially, you know, the decision to have this all ages story end without a solid closing step, you know, mm-hmm. without. Closure without a last panel and a big dun 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 dun, dun. or you know, Woody Woodpecker even just you know, carving his name in the side of a wall. Yes, all of these things could have been an ending, something that marks closure of this story and lets the kid go, okay. Whereas I feel what you get here is a thing where you're like, oh, and when you're done, you kind of think and wonder and maybe even worry about what happens to the octopus, and even though. You know, even though we have this point where she's telling him clearly, no, the octopus is not bad and evil, for the first half of the story, he clearly is. He's chasing her around and pushing her down, and Mm -hmm. she, you know, is throwing coconuts at his head. Mm -hmm. You know, she literally beans the octopus five times with heavy objects. And I'm like, and then now you're telling him. No, no, don't don't be violent. Right. Even though he did something bad to you,
1: you don't have to be that way. Now, here's, exactly. a, here's, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. And if the creator is listening to this, Janine, uh, Joni, Right. Or, Jonay. Or Jonay. Here's the Jonay. thing. I'm not saying that this is a bad book. Because yeah. if this is a miniseries, mm-hmm. I half expect that, yes, issue two will pick right up with Blue going after her, or letting the octopus go and tracking her down, and the two have adventures together later on. Right, and become good friends, even though he may be not he may be a grumpy old boy at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. But and that that's is the not point
0: where a, a to be continued or yes. a something yes some sort of closure yes. Even and if it's I just would a continuation.
1: And if that's what happens in the continuation of this, I'll be more forgiving on on this book. But then Mm -hmm. my big complaint would not be at the creator. It would be at the publisher who decided to turn this into a mini series or an ongoing series or whatever it is, and not an OGN that told a complete story.
0: Yep, a $7 OGN. And this is something else. When you get into the back matter, there's lots of sketches and pre-art. And if you get into the back matter, you actually see a picture of the octopus looking super cute Mm -hmm. with the thing that says seafoam. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to imply that Seafoam is the octopus's name. And then I'm like, wait, are we supposed to now, are are they going to be friends with the octopus? This is something that I kind of want to see. I want to see her having adventures kinda, with an octopus and a mare boy and a crab. I am
1: very interested to see if there is an issue too and how it fits together. Because again, if this feels like, oh no, this is a complete story. It's just broken into four parts. Then I would be like, oh no, this is totally on Action Lab for not, pushing this yeah. as an OGN.
0: This this is definitely a, a situation where I think that if that is the case, then it's an inappropriate format for the material.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So again, depending on, depending on how this is. Now, if we open up into issue two and it's a whole new adventure and a whole new story, then yeah, my original concerns about this book still stand. Right. But if it, this turns out to be, oh no, this should be a four-issue series that should be collected as a trade or read as a trade or released as an OGN, then I'll be a little bit more upset about this. Right. But here's the thing, and I and I don't want to go away with with people thinking that I hate this book coming down because, like I said, I agreed with Matthew, it's got cute art. Yep. It's got a great premise of uh, you know people coming together and making friends and and doing fun things and right. having adventures. I mean, that's all really good. Uh, I think the characters of Madison and Blue are cute, and I think that they're unique, and I think kids could identify with them. Page two or three,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I couldn't get out of my mind for the rest of reading this book, is that these two characters are Dexter and Dee? Dee.
0: <laughs> I couldn't get out of my mind how much her bathing suit looks like Plastic Man's costume. Yes, that,
1: that as well. That was another <laughs> thing that I that I noticed. But the first thing is like, oh, man, Blue is acting like the grumpy, grumpy boy, just like you would see in Dexter hey. And then Didi is this lighthearted, oh, let's have fun and spirits and let's uh, play and do cool things. And I just kept waiting, waiting for Blue to go,
0: stop it, Dee Dee. Get out of my lap, Dee. <laughs> Why are you even here, Dee Dee? So
1: here's the thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Parents. Yeah. I if you don't mind just spending four dollars with no payoff at the end, then go right ahead. Uh, Or if you're someone that just enjoys reading all ages comics and you don't mind reading something that's clearly targeted for a much, much, much younger audience, Mm -hmm. then I think you probably would be okay with this. And I don't want to ruin sales of a comic that might get traded, No, but I really think that this is something you should wait for a trade.
0: I do kind of agree. I feel like, you know, based on what we see... Uh, And I'm looking at the comiXology uh, listing right now. It does not have a solicit for a second issue yet. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Right, right. If this is a standalone one-shot issue, I'm kind of a, if it's the first part of four, I'm more of a, "Hmm?" but I'm also a, a, this is something that was not necessarily presented in the most meaningful way. I feel so, like based uh, so, uh, just based on the strength of the art, mm-hmm. based on the cuteness of the story. It might be worth checking into. I would say it looks like the comicsology version is a little bit uh, less expensive. So if you wanted to check it out, you know, buy it on, com- excuse yeah. me, I have the hiccups. So buy let it me on ask you this.
1: So let me ask you this. You're, you're running your comic book shop. I you're am sitting at the counter and I this am. little kid comes in and he mm-hmm. comes up and he puts the seafoam comic book up there and he goes, well, here you go, mister, and he drops 399 pennies on your on your counter. Right. Do you tell this kid?
0: Well, um, first of all, I tell him it's 402 with tax,
1: <laughs> And break his heart, he goes running out. Do you exactly. tell him, hey, kid, there's probably something more you want? There's probably a better comic over there for you than this one? Or do you gladly take his 399 and hope that he comes back next time?
0: As Mr. Store Guy, I, you know, I bag his book and i hand it to him and i say have a good time skippy uh now if i'm in that store and my kid comes over and goes daddy daddy i want to buy this comic and i've read the seafoam then i might say maybe we should look for something that's you know a little bit different or at the very least be aware when she's reading it that at the end it's going to be a oh wait what happened
1: right 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 what do you think happened
0: Right. Yeah, parents,
1: you got to read with your kids. Got to read with your kids, kids parents.
0: Yeah, read with your kids. Read to your kids. Listen to your kids. Read. Yeah, it's fascinating when kids read because sometimes they read things that aren't there.
1: Yeah. No, my wife. That's one. My wife is great with our kids. Um, up until about the age of like ten, every night, she sat down with them from an early age, like one or two years old. Yep. And just started reading with them and to them every night, taking turns reading pages going back and forth and to the point where the but right about the time we phase out of reading with them every night, um, just having the kid read to her, one of our kids read to her. Right. And then off to bed and everyone's asleep. Now, I wish that we could continue that. But and I see that in my oldest son, who's not really as much into reading as he used to be. Mm-hmm. But my youngest is just like a voracious reader. He'll just he'll read through like six books in a week, like every How day he he's now? reading a book. He's he just turned eight.
0: Oh, get him some Harlan Ellison. I was eight. <laughs> I've,
1: I read I've that been Harlan thinking about it.
0: He, he, he
1: mentioned something earlier today about time travel. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, you got to be really careful about time travel. And then I thought, is now the best time to introduce him to Ray
0: Bradbury and A yes. Distant sound, sound of Thunder? Ray Bradbury and Madeline L'Engle and the... Uh, and he's the read, read Judy Bloom. I mean, he's read
1: Judy Bloom. He's read a lot of stuff already.
0: I think you're Ray Bradbury's in some of the... Again, you know, I was growing up in the early 70s or the late 70s, early 80s. So I mm-hmm. was reading like, you know, Bayon books and weird, you know, yeah. flashback stuff that you could get in the library. But, yeah. yeah, you could get him things like the Ray Bradbury books and the crazy stuff. And, and
1: well, some of it's a little bit more heady. Like, I remember about 10 years old, I tried to read the Martian Chronicles for the first time. and I just, too much. I, I was yeah. like, what? And but then having and I didn't read Distant Thou- Sound of Thunder until I was in college. And I was like, "Oh man, this is such a cool story!" And now I see where all these other time travel stories are borrowing from.
0: Yep. But uh, yeah, kids you, gotta, so kids,
1: you gotta uh, kids, kids, you gotta read with your parents, and parents, you gotta read with your kids. And I hope, I hope for the best for Seafoam Friend from Madison, Number One, and I hope it is a two or three or four issue miniseries, and it gets collected, and it has a great beginning, middle, and end, and it has a happy yep. ending, because uh, oh. then everybody will read it and love it. But uh, until then. Um, kind of uh, beware, parents. Matthew, how did we end up with an all-ages comic? This is not something that I would have just pulled off the uh, the rack and said, hey, guess what we're going to review this week.
0: I might have because I'm just, you know, perverse like that. But... We didn't have to. We never have to, because every single week, our faithful spoilerites, people who are listening right now, anyone who can hear within the sound of my voice, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea, can go to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You're going to look for the post. Uh, The latest one says, duly review for May 22nd, 2019. This one said May 16th, but if you go vote on that one, it's too late because we've already recorded it. Hello, future people in the past. Yes.
1: And what will we review? Well, uh, there's a big list that, that Matthew had alluded to. I'm going to read you some of them. So you Ooh, can kind of have that? an idea, maybe maybe get a taste for things to come. Next week from Boom Studios, we have the Avant-Garde's number five. That's the basketball uh, comic yep. book from, from Boom Studios. Also, Faithless, number one and number two, arrive. Uh, number one is a second printing there. And Bone mm-hmm. Parish, number nine of 12, drops from Boom Studios. Dark Horse Comics has a very limited uh, set of comics coming out next week. They have Invisible Kingdom, number three, and mm-hmm. then a couple of trade paperbacks, including Legend of Korra Trade Paperback Part 1, Ruins of Empire, for just 11 bucks right there. Nice. I'd have to go pick that up myself. In fact, Might I may already awesome. have it, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> you Dark, Horse, Dark
1: Horse sends us stuff sometimes two, three weeks in advance, so it's probably sitting in the folder that says Comic Books. DZ Comics next week. Yes, that's the name of my folder, Comic Books. Comic DZ Comics next week has Action Comics 1011. Oh, man, I cannot wait to read that one. Uh, more of the Leviathan story is coming out. Batgirl number thirty-five lands, as does Batman Beyond number thirty-two. Speaking of, uh, well, there's not a Batwoman comic anymore, but uh, the CW just yeah. dropped the first official trailer for Batwoman today, yes. and uh, it looks pretty good. It looks very interesting. Uh, maybe a little got bit cliched. Running
0: in the interstitials too.
1: They, they maybe a little bit cliched, but uh, still, it looks really good. And best of all, Matthew. It's going Mm. to be on Sunday nights with Supergirl, so we're getting a CW World's Finest right there next season, next fall on the CW.
0: I I am looking forward to that, especially once they cancel Green Arrow. I can do my little dance of evil.
1: (laughs) Detective Comics number 1004 arrives next week, as does Flash 71 and Scooby Apocalypse Trade Paperback volume 5 and Wonder Woman 71. Dynamite Entertainment also has a uh, short list next week: Battlestar Galactica, Twilight Command Number Four, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, a Spring Special One Shot, and James Bond, Black Box Trade Paperback. IDW Publishing has what do we have next week? Clue Candlestick Number One. That must be yeah. a new series. We already read the uh, original Clue series that IDW ran about two years ago. I want to say.
0: Mm, Yeah, something like a year and a half, I want to say.
1: Ghost Tree number two. G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, 262. I think Larry Hama is still working on that, right?
0: Yeah, Hama, and I believe the art was uh, Diaz.
1: Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog, number 17, and Star Trek Q Conflict, number four. We read the first one uh, a few months ago on the Major Spoilers uh, Doodling Review podcast. We Image Comics has Black Magic Hawthorne Cat uh, t-shirt in a large, medium, small, or extra large... I like how they do that. They go large, medium, small, or extra large.
0: Right, because fat people are always an afterthought.
1: I guess I, I would just do it the <laughs> other way, right? Small to, to large.
0: I, I realize that makes me sound bitter, but that's only because <laughs> I am.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you've been that way since you were two. So
0: hey, uh, hey gasolina
1: hey. number eighteen arrives next week, as does Middle West number seven, Redneck number twenty, Rumble number twelve, and Warning number seven. Oh, also Savage Dragon two four four.
0: So that means we're up to a 46 way, I believe.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Marvel Comics has Age of X-Men, Amazing Nightcrawler number four. That's a penultimate issue there. Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus Hardcover Volume four with a Cho cover and a Romita cover. Ooh.
0: Romita or Romita Jr.?
1: Uh, it just says Romita. Ooh. So, Adventures number 19, Doctor Strange number 14, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number six, Star Wars, Age of the Old Republic, uh, Jabba the Hutt number one, which could be interesting. Tony Stark, Iron Man, number 11. Venom, number 14.
0: Venom is how it's pronounced.
1: I I say Venom, and some people would say, no, it's Venom. And it'd be just like, come on, man, this
0: is our show. Let us talk the way we want.
1: War of the Realms, Journey into Mystery, number 5. War of the Realms, New Agents of Atlas, number 2. War of the Realms, Punisher, number 1 and 2. Punisher 1 is a second printing. Strike Force, Land of Giants, number 1. That's also War of the Realms. And War of the Realms, Uncanny X-Men, number 2 of 3. Whew. A lot of War of the Realms stuff coming on. Can't wait to see what they do with the X-Men following uh, this big event.
0: I think they're going to fight Asgard.
1: I think they're going to shut down all the X-Men and just launch with the uh, two books that... Um...
0: I heard that, yeah. Who, who is that that's Age that? of Ten and Powers of Ten.
1: Yeah, I forget who the uh, creator is on that. I don't think it's Hickman. Zdarsky.
0: Jonathan, Jonathan Hickman. No,
1: Jonathan Hickman, that's right.
0: Yep. Zadarsky actually tweeted that uh, when Hickman told him the plans, he got up and he slapped Hickman in the face. (laughs) And Hickman just stared at him and said, you're a coward and will die a child.
1: Yes. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Exactly. Uh, In all the rest category next week, we have Fathom Volume 6, number three. We have Goon, number two. We have uh, Incursion, number four. Junior High Horrors, number five. It's nothing but pimply-faced kids running around. Uh, Life is Strange, trade paperback.
0: I thought life was a highway.
1: Well, it depends on what you're going to ride all night long. Neon Future Number Three. You read that first volume, right? Neon Future Number One. That first one. I did.
0: Yeah. Did you like that? I can't that? remember.
1: I can't remember either. I was kind of excited about it, but now it's I kind of slipped Neon off my radar. I remember Neon
0: Future. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm like, I know I read it, but I can't remember what it was. I'm
1: going to look it up uh, real quick. Future Number One. Tell people, um, you know, do you have to be a patron in order to vote for what issue we're going to read next week?
0: why no straw man you don't have to be a patron <laughs> of anyone can access our post with the dueling review now once you get there i think you're going to want to become a patron. Oh, yeah! but obviously some people you may not be able to contribute that's fine but if you look at it and you say hey i want to see you guys do war of realms giant man and the giant boys next week you can put in that vote maybe check around see what kind of awesome stuff there is you could get behind-the-scenes material. You can get access to exclusive podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can get uh, you can get sketchbooks. You can get critical hit a week early, depending on which level you're in. You can get critical hit character sheets and additional information and backstory there. There's a lot of really great stuff, but obviously we want everybody to participate in Dueling Review because frankly, right. if it's just Steven and me having this conversation, well... It's going to be like 1994 all over again, where Steven's like, no, Batman should not wear trunks. And I'm like, yes, he should wear trunks. The trunks break up the costume. And they're like, no, no, we're going to make all the costume black. And Steven's like, see, I told you, no trunks. And I just sit there and go, and a little cartoon squiggle. Of yeah, see what I mean head.
1: about being bitter and angry for all of his life? Anyway, Shush, listeners, I know. Do. Here's the thing.
0: You're right. You don't have
1: to become a patron at patreon.com slash major spoilers. But I would like you to just uh, take a poke around and, most importantly, participate in what comic we're going to review next week so that we Absolutely. can do a show for you. And we know that you love comics and we do too. Thank you for checking out Dueling Review. And we will talk with you next time when you hear Matthew say.
0: Life, Toffy, and Highway. This
1: podcast is copyright 2019 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Oh, oh,
0: oh, O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart the professional parts people Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts
1: Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time